Michael. What's happening, brother? Not too much. How are you doing today? I am good, man. I am good. Yeah. Can you, you see everything good? Yeah, I can see you. I can hear you. Yeah, um, I just want to provide a little bit of an, an intro to our conversation here. Um, at the beginning of the week, uh, I was seeing the news about the protesting and uh, had heard already the news of the previous week about George Floyd. But Monday morning, I was just feeling particularly grieved. And uh, and as I was reflecting and spending time with God about it, I, I, I had a moment of empathy from the Lord where it just sensed like, well, Matt, you don't, I couldn't imagine how, how, how the black community must be feeling in light of these events. So I just want to start there with you, Michael, today. You're a, you're a brother. You're a fellow pastor here in the city. And today I, I want to invite you to be honest with us and be honest with uh, how you've been feeling. And so if we could just maybe start there, how have you been doing over the last couple of weeks uh, regarding the news of George Floyd watching the protests and and maybe in particular, what, what, what's maybe different about this moment? But first, just start with how you're doing and, and what this has looked like in your life. Uh, I'm doing a lot better um, this week than I was last week this time. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week, um, what I related to is just kind of being in a fog. Mm. Uh, being in a fog, being in a place where there wasn't a lot of light. Um, and, uh, it was definitely for me, a place of brokenness, um, and deep grieving. Uh, I don't think I've ever been in a place like this in my life, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, um, just a spot of deep sorrow and grieving. And that's even, you know, there's people who I've lost that are close to me and, and everything, but this was different. Uh, this was different, uh, and it left me um, very hurt uh, at the brokenness of humanity, um, and and I I, I, uh, I was um, I was I was broken. I was I was shaken. I was broken. Um, it wasn't until meeting with our, our our fellowship. We had a Zoom meeting on Saturday and. Uh, it wasn't until I think as a body that we actually got together and just began to share with one another, um, you know, how, how everyone was feeling. Um, I began to pray with one another, worship with one another. And, um, I gave a teaching and uh, that was when kind of a bit of healing began to take place in terms of just a turning of the corner um, uh, from a place of brokenness to, um, a place of, of, of hopefulness in the midst of grieving still. Um, but yeah, so this week, bro, it's, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not where I was last week this time, but I know that where I was last week this time was definitely for, for a purpose. Yeah. And you, yeah. you, you said there that just wondered if you'd maybe given any thoughts to uh, particular, why, why is this, why would why do you think this one was different, or and also maybe on a wider cultural level, why do you think the death of George Floyd, in particular, at this time, 
is so different compared to some of the other reactions. And I just want to confess and Absolutely. repent that even, even myself, my own reaction, I wish it didn't have to take George Floyd's death Absolutely. or life. Absolutely. So I want to recognize and confess and repent of that now. Absolutely. But what do you think it is about, was about this moment in your life and then wider in our world that is, huh. that is so specific and different? Uh, I think that there's been such a buildup over the past few years, uh, even over the past few months. So um, if, you'd f if, if someone was following, say, some of the things that were happening in the black community, um, uh, and especially in, in America, where there are incidents over the past couple months that have happened. Um, also, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so a lot of us have a lot more time mm. to kind of soak things in, right? Uh, we're not as busy. Um, and of course, as we all know, it was it was filmed, right? So it was filmed. Um, it's 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 in front of us. We cannot escape it. Um, and I've been really kind of praising God for the gift of video uh, lately because mm -hmm. what we're finding out is that a lot of things um, are only seen because they've been filmed. Um, so that's a whole other kind of paradigm, right? I think culturally, it's, um, I kind of uh, refer it to 9-11 um, in a sense, where we've all known about terrorism before. Uh, there's been planes that have gone down before, uh, before 2001. But when it happens kind of at home, you know what I'm saying? In, yeah. in our sphere, in our space, it causes, it's a pivot point. Mm. And so I, I'm, I, I think that that's what has happened. I think for many, their eyes were, this is kind of the 9-11 when it comes to racism, when it comes to police brutality, and um, by the grace of God, uh, I'm believing it's going to be a pivot point. Hmm. Maybe you can share with us, Michael, um, I think far too often we can point our fingers and say things are different south of the border, and while there's probably Absolutely. some uniquenesses, Absolutely. Um, could you share with us your experience of, of being a Black individual in, in Canada? Today. Sure. sure. Uh, my parents came here as immigrants uh, in the 60s. Uh, they were in England first and they came here. And so um, they've, they experienced um, um, racism in different ways. My father is no longer with us, but definitely um, passed on to me stories of some things that happened to him. My sisters uh, were definitely called names at school. Um, here in Guelph, uh, I remember the first time that I was called the N-word at, at, at school. Um, and, and so there's outward things like that. And, and then I think it's just, um, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't so outward, but you can sense them uh, when you've grown up as a visible minority for so long. Um, you, can, you can just sense certain things, right? So uh, it's, it's uh, something that's definitely uh, impacted uh, my family. What I'm grateful for is our faith, <laughs> because if there is not something that is um, buffering and providing a, a perspective, then you can easily go on, on different sides of the, uh, of the, of the, of the, of the fence. 
can you can you dig into that a little bit a little bit for us like what is it about our faith our belief in the gospel how does the gospel change the way we think about we think about race we think about racial injustice how we respond absolutely, absolutely. it changes everything it changes everything um, it changes everything because the gospel takes a hold on our life. Um, the, the, the gospel comes to completely transform whether we're black, whether we're white, or whether we're Asian, Indian. It, com- it comes to completely transform and to bring even a new culture in our mind, even before our own culture. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a precedence that the gospel holds in our life. And Jesus led the way uh, with that. Um, I can imagine how some in his uh, sphere probably felt when he was healing a, a, a Roman centurion servant. Like, what are you doing? Because mm. they're oppressing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, we know the story of him sitting down with the woman at the well. And um, I love what, what, what John 4 says in terms of he had to go to Samaria. Mm. Like he had to go to Samaria and the Jews and Samaritans, once again, on polar, on different sides of the road. We don't like one another. We're not going to hang out with one another. We don't get along. And here he is going to uh, Samaria and going to a woman and saying, no, I have to go here. And I have, there's a conversation that needs to be had. So the gospel and, and, and Jesus um, is, is actually the greatest activist ever Mm. because what we see is that his whole life was a march against the inroads that sin had made in our hearts wow a march against the bigotry a march against the 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 hatred a march against racism and all the other isms that we have i know we're talking about just one specifically today but jesus is is the greatest activist that that we could have or hope for Mm-hmm. And he did it all in this supernatural love of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Can you, can you talk to us a bit? You said for even in your own process of, of grief, as you continued to grieve, there was a switch likely connected as you're, you're referring to, to the time of fellowship that you had with your own church community. Yeah. So could you, could you also talk to us about, what 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 that has looked like? Uh, Kingdom Life Fellowship here in Guelph is is a diverse church. Right. Um, I recognize Church of the City is a predominantly white congregation, mm-hmm. and and that grieves me because I don't believe it's a the best representation of the city that we are placed in, mm-hmm. nor the kingdom of God that when Christ returns and we are with him eternally around the throne, right. there will be people of all backgrounds and right. nations and races gathered there around Absolutely. the throne. Um, I want to learn. And I, and I say that now, and I recognize that I've had a bit of complicit, I've been complicit in the past towards really recognizing how do I learn from my black brothers and sisters and other people of color to learn how do we be a church that is welcoming of all people groups can you walk us through um, the blessing that that has been in your life, how the church can think about this, and then kind of going back to where I started with your sure. own community on Sunday, and you talked to me yesterday about those that are, um, the, the, those that are black in your congregation, those are white, and how 
the coming together was beautiful. Can you speak to that? Yeah, in a moment where, um, in a moment where we know that things can be so polarizing, um, I think that when we have been in koinonia, in fellowship with one another, uh, when I know you, Matt, um, not just as as uh, someone who I might see at church on the weekend, but we've walked through, you know, we've we've eaten together. Mm. Uh, we, we, we played, we played ball together. You know what I'm saying? Um, we've, uh, we've cried together about some of the losses, uh, the grief that we've had just as people pass away or things happen in, in the nature of any congregation. We've had joy together, uh, at doing different things. Um, we have, we're, we're worshiping together, learning the word together. So when it comes to a moment like this, and uh, this is, you know, something that in ministry, you, you know, we get into things and we, we don't necessarily learn about them until we actually hit that mm-hmm. you kind of bump in the road, if you want to call it right. Yeah. Because even myself, I was like, you know, how do I share this um, and what I'm feeling with my brothers and sisters, not only um, who are black, but who are white. And who are my brothers and sisters? So I think when we get to a stage like this, when we've walked together uh, cross culturally, um, then there is a a um, we also learn to bear one another's burdens. Uh, we learn what it is to, even though I might not have walked through the same thing with you, uh, because I honestly look at you as my brother, even though you are not the same color as me, I can, we can, uh, we can face this together. I can, we can cry together. And there were tears that were shed uh, at our gathering. Um, uh, we can cry together and, 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 and at least be there for one another. Don't have answers necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't have the whole, but we can be there when, and work through the mess. And I think that that is, um, you know, one of the things that God is teaching me in terms of in ministry uh, and, and just as a child of God in terms of it's okay to work through the mess. Mm. Uh, it's okay even as a pastor not to have all the answers and to just say, and I, I told everyone this past weekend, I, uh, I'm, I'm broken. Uh, this week for ministry for various uh, reasons was a week of brokenness. And then to see the healing, you know, Jesus says something and um, I keep going back to him because he's all I have. <laughs> so he says, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's by the love that you have for one another um, that the world will know that you're my disciples. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe that there is an anointing that comes off of um, the body of Christ uh, in, in unity, not just for unity's sake, but actually uh, getting into the trench with one another and living life yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of been the blessing of the uh, Kingdom Life community where um, some of our, 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 our white brothers and sisters might not understand everything, but they're there. We can have the tough conversations. They can ask questions. Um, and, and likewise, uh, we can ask some questions. And, and, and so we, 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 we realize that we're all learning together. We're all growing together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can, you can touch now, Michael, on um, 
the news, and in particular this moment that, that we're in, both as Canadians, but as I think the globe, because there's been a, a bit of a global response in some yeah, sense. For sure. Um, the, it can feel overwhelming. Um, I think a lot of people are recognizing their lack of education, their lack of awareness, mm-hmm. um, recognizing maybe racism hasn't been something that they've said or something they've done, but they're recognizing the racist, the fear. Like even as I was thinking about our conversation today, there was fear in the past when I thought about how would I address that? There was fear because I just don't know a lot. Right. Maybe it's uh, not empathizing um, with suffering um, or thoughts that have crossed your mind that you have no idea where they've come from. Right. How do we respond? And I was wondering if maybe we could split this up into a few categories. First, a sure. personal response, then as, as households, then as the church, and then as a society. Would that be helpful? So why don't we start with how do we respond as, as individuals, the person? Awesome. Uh, I think we respond differently. I think that uh, the journey is different for each of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a, a pivot point um, where uh, whether we are black or white, we, we, we take stock of ourselves. And for some, it might be, you know what? Holy Spirit might say, I want you to speak out. I want you to speak out. For some, the Holy Spirit might say in this time, I just want you to listen. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful about, because I know when you talk about media, we have to be careful about, you know, everybody's saying in, in a sense, you know, speak out, speak out, speak out. Holy Spirit might just want you to listen right now. Mm. And that yeah. is okay. Right. Because I can become just as judgmental about wanting some, to see everybody do a certain thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then allowing Holy Spirit to work with people where they're at, and He is a better educator and a better teacher <laughs> than 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 you know I am. And so I think personally, as long as we're taking the time to say, like God, um, this is what I'm I've I've seen. This is what I'm witnessing. Um, search my heart. Search my heart. And, 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 and show me if there are things um, that I, I need to repent of or I need to adjust, um, but search my heart. Mm. Um, in the middle of revival is I. So search, mm-hmm. search my heart. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, do you sense as you do that listening with the spirit that there'll come a point personally around learning? Absolutely, man. And this is why I'm, um, I'm appreciative of you, bro. I'm appreciative of you reaching out um, and, and, and just saying, you know, I want to, I'm just in, a, in, I would love to learn. I need to learn because hmm. um, I need to learn too. Um, and, and so I think learning is huge and that's why it's okay not to be necessarily quick to speak uh, sometimes we just need to sit and say, how do I learn? Maybe I, I have a conversation um, with, with, with someone who is black, right? And, 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 or, and, and just break bread and say, like, talk to me. 
I like what you're doing now. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit uses those conversations to begin to, to, to shape perspective and to, and to cause new things to, to kind of spring up. So definitely, bro, I, I believe that this is um, a learning point. And I say it, I say it not only for um, uh, my white brothers and sisters, but for, for, for me as well in terms of how do we, you know, when, you, when it comes to reconciliation, when it comes to different things, uh, it, it's, it's a two-way two street. So definitely learning is, is, is part of what is happening here. And uh, that's why Holy Spirit is a teacher, man. And maybe, maybe you can also advise us if um, there, are, there are protests, um, peaceful ones kind of coming up, there's going to be sure. one, that, when this is shown, it'll be Sunday, there'll be one in Guelph. Your, right. your advice and encouragement regarding these, these gatherings and these protests. Right. Uh, I wish I could put a stamp of approval on everything and say, well, it's not going to break out into Like, we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what happens with protests in terms of, you know, um, there, there might be people there who are so angry that, that they, cannot, they cannot control it, right? Um, but I know that there's one that happened yesterday now, as, as we were speaking yesterday. Um, but I would also, you know, I would challenge us as the body, in Guelph mm-hmm. to maybe do our own thing mm-hmm. um, uh, publicly to come together, uh, knowing that, you know, most likely it will be peaceful. But, but I would challenge maybe us to even, uh, you know, think about things like that or something like that, uh, where it's the church. What was powerful about the civil rights movement uh, is that it was, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. and many of the leaders were, were, were men of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, were Christians. And so what you had even in that was a different kind of perspective that was being brought to justice, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, do it again, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, On that, how do we we respond uh, as households? And then you can just take us right into how how do we respond as a church? Sure, man. As households, um, I think, you know, we talk to our children, those who are able to understand. But I also think that we lead by example. Mm. Um, You know, unfortunately, we cannot break bread uh, together right now. Um, um, But uh, it's it's great. Uh, I think it's Cornelius and Peter. Cornelius and Peter in the book of Acts, where Peter is led to the household of Cornelius. And uh, as he gets in there, you know, he says, you know that by my law, I'm not supposed to be here. And I think that um, it's a great moment for the gospel when Peter crosses that threshold into Cornelius's house, into his space, a Gentile, and it's, it's a pivot point once again. And so I think if uh, our households can become pivot points. Uh, wow. So, you know, I'm bringing in somebody from another culture. We're breaking bread. Um, we're, we're, we're sharing. Um, my, my children are seeing, uh, you know what I'm saying, this, 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 this uh, cross-cultural um, um, koinonia happening yeah. and so it's 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 
in even in them, it's instilling that yeah, this is kingdom living. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah. the way. This is the way of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then then the church. He talks about the the unifying of brothers and sisters across churches in a city. But how about for us thinking through as a church? You know, a lot of what will happen in the next few weeks will be reactionary. Yes. To, but to change things long term. Yes. It it it's different. Can you can you yes. talk to that and how how we continue to immerse ourselves in the gospel? But how do we actually take steps as a community? to diversify, to learn, and to respond to racial injustice? It's big, bro. Um, It's big, man, because I think that you're asking a question that um, for most of us as the body, we haven't um, really asked, you know? And um, once again, I think that for different churches for different congregations it might look different how 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 they how they how they how the holy spirit is leading in that congregation to to go about the reconciliation and 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 you know um justice so um i'm careful in that way but i do believe that you know when when paul talks about you know there's no longer jew nor greek not saying that cultures no longer exist but that christ is actually preeminent in our cultures right uh so there's a um there's a mandate on the church to be the change that society needs to see Mm. it's us yeah and so conversations, bro, like like this, uh, I, I believe are pivotal uh, for our congregations, uh, for the body uh, in Guelph, um, uh, because I, I I truly believe that you know the, the the culture of heaven is every tribe, every nation, every tongue, and and so I think as we lean into what that looks like for our our, our local bodies or what it looks like for the, the, the you know, Guelph uh, as, as our church community, as a, as a, as a unified church community. Um, the Holy Spirit is definitely going to begin to show um, and, to, and, to, and to give, uh, whether it be ideas or, or whatever it is, uh, to bring that into. The prayer of Jesus was, I pray that they may be one. Mm. That prayer just comes alive in a new way this week, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so uh, he's he's already spoken into what we (laughs) are to become, were to become, are to become, are becoming, you know? And so I think it... It 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 uh it um conversations like these it starts with the conversation it starts with the conversations and 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 then listening to what Holy Spirit says I appreciate you 
uh, I preached a couple years ago, teaming with Church of the City and um, at the at the Injustice Conference, Justice for the Missions Conference, right? Mm. And uh, you didn't have to, you know, you guys didn't have to invite us, but you did, and it was so great to be in Koinonia. And so I think when the church finds uh, those meet, uh, meeting points um, to 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 come together. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, we've, we've done join the parks and, and different things like that. For me, uh, they've been pivotal for me because there's something about the body coming together. Um, but I just don't want it once a year. I think that how do we actually live like this? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not that mm-hmm. we can have to have, we all need our local expressions, but how do we live like this? And honor one another and, and, and you know, share one another's um, sharing one another's whatever is happening in our communities so i'm i'm grateful for that and um i think that there are things that the holy spirit will definitely give as we ask as we ask as we ask as we ask him i don't know if that answers the question bro i think it's a start (laughs) you know i don't know the answer to the question but you know holy spirit like holy spirit how Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then, Michael, talk to us about how do we respond as a society? Uh, we hear the term, and I think it's absolutely the case, but systemic, systemic yeah. racism. Absolutely. Um, how do we respond as a society? What are things that we can do as civilians of our country, um, and and not just? I was aware of the plight both of. Um, Aboriginal Indigenous brothers and sisters as well yeah. as they experience racism here in the country of Canada. Yeah. So, so what are yeah. things that we need to do and change, and how do we respond as a society? Absolutely. Uh, so one of the yeah, one of the common denominators of police police brutality is police. Um, we 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 honor our police and those who uh, choose to serve and to protect. Um, I think that there are definitely checks and balances that have to come into play in terms of uh, are they doing the job of serving and protecting? Um, are there, is there training that needs to go into place, um, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, diversity training, uh, background checks? Um, we know that the officer that, that, that murdered um, George Lloyd, there were so many different things on his record, for example. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, that, you know, how, how, when, when are those checks and balances coming into play? So I think for me, uh, what I realized over the past couple of weeks was that there needs to be the conversation had um, with, uh, with our, with our, with our police in terms of um, how, how can we as a, as a community work together and praise God that, something like that has not occurred in well, but how do we work in preventative ways? And so it really is a conversation with uh, police. And one of the things I'm hoping to do is sit down with our, our, our police chief, just like me and you are doing, and just chop shop and just yeah. say, okay, like here's where I'm coming from. We've seen what happened. We've seen the, the kind of cycle of what, what can happen. How do we talk together and and walk together to ensure that something like this doesn't happen um in in the in the area that we are stewarding which is well Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and for our aboriginal brothers and sisters i mean it's 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 the same thing like how how can i 
listen to their issues, uh, hear, hear the, the cry uh, in terms of the systematic things that have happened to them and is there a role that I can play whether it be as an individual or maybe as a congregation to say we want to help to 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 bring reconciliation to bring justice into this area mm. yeah wow Michael you've you've really blessed us today you've blessed me you know the, the, this conversation came about because I was just calling you and reached out to you and said, uh, I'm sorry for what's going on in the world. I love you. I'm for you. And through our conversation, I just sensed the Holy Spirit wanted me to have this conversation with you. And so you've made the time to be able to do that. So I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you, bro. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Church of the City. Um, and for, you know, I believe that we are all here. It's an Esther moment mm. for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm grateful to be in the trenches with you walking through it. Mm. Walking through it, man. Wait, would, you, would you pray for us? Absolutely. Michael? Father, you are good. And... Our Lord and our Savior, he, he taught us to pray our Father. And that R just um, rings for every, every nation, um, every tribe, every culture, God. You, you said our. Um, we all belong to you. We are your family. We are the family of God. I want to say thank you for Pastor Matt, my brother, for Church of the City. I want to say thank you for this conversation and just for the seed, Holy Spirit, that you are planting um, in this conversation, uh, in the hearts of those who are watching, of those who are listening. We know that the enemy has been at work, but we know that what he intends for evil, you always have a way and only you can do it of turning it around for good and so we say thank you that you are the god of the turnaround when it comes to racial injustice when it comes to police brutality when it comes to so much of the issues that are now in our face and want to say thank you god for bringing awareness to us we want to say thank you uh not just for awareness god but we want to say thank you for power uh, for power to walk out what you would want us to walk out as we learn, as we talk. I want to say thank you that the fruit of your spirit is love. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, you, you are the power in us that is transforming us and renewing our mind uh, to, to love God, our Father, but also to love one another which means bearing each other's burdens, which means standing together, uh, which means uh, walking through uh, some of the, the, the trenches, the tough places as followers of Jesus together. So I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. I just speak a blessing over Church of the City uh, that you are going to be using them uh, in uh, this season and in the years to come to be ambassadors of reconciliation 
of reconciliation, to be ambassadors of hope, uh, to be ambassadors of light in this city, Father God, that you're going to use this ministry, this church, uh, to, to, be, uh, to bring uh, peace and to bring hope and to bring your gospel uh, to, to the broken and to the lost and to those who feel that they, they cannot go on. So I just want to say thank you uh, for the culture of heaven invading the city of Guelph. Thank you for teaching us and showing us uh, what it is to walk as brothers and sisters uh, in this time as always. Jesus, we love you and we praise you and we bless you. In your name we pray. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 21 to 23. Good morning, Church of City family. My name is Daniel. If you uh, do not know me, I've, been, I've had the pleasure of worshiping and following Jesus alongside you for the past three years. It's with a heavy heart that I'd like to bring uh, to your notice the recent events in the news surrounding racism. I'm referring to the cases of the Armand Aubrey's, the Breonna Taylor's, the George Floyd's. In the subsequent civil unrest, riots, and lootings, I'd just like to acknowledge that the news right now is sobering. People are hurt. People are confused. People are angry and fed up with racism. I've seen and heard of the tragic events myself, and I'm certain that by now you have too. A feeling of disgust and pains tend to uh, surface with each and every act of injustice, every accusation, every killing, every false account. See, as an African-American, I've had to witness and experience racism and racially motivated acts of aggression. I've been judged not by the content of my character, but by my skin, by my heritage, by my culture. See, when I was young, I used to feel protected and valued by the presence of the police. Whereas I grew up and lost my childlike innocence, I also lost that feeling as I began to become aware of the horrendous acts and abuse of power done by people who are sworn to protect and serve you. And not just to individuals of the African-American community, but also those of indigenous communities. I've also come to hear of their oppression and their, their sorrow, their cries for help. And so we have people who are, are suffering injustice innocently. You have individuals who do not commit a crime and are abused and killed, and you have others who commit a crime and are still unlawfully abused and killed. A lot of us are, are grieving now, and a lot of us have hidden our grievances to not inconvenience others, uh, but it comes to a point when you, you need to speak out, because having your trust betrayed hurts. Having others evade the law hurts. Seeing people made in the image of God being treated with less urgency for justice than a common dog hurts. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 reads, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that divides wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. See, this is not a call 
for division rather the exposing of the division or the presence the goal beloved is com is complete unity and so racism is not just a yes or no thing it's not whether you value a black life or you you don't it's not always that obvious it can range from trying to touch a person of color's hair from feeling uncomfortable if they are around from moving to another neighborhood, shopping at a different grocery store, crude joking, undermining their achievements, and yes, police brutality. I have hope and I'm glad that God is on the throne and that we serve a God that loves justice, mercy, and peace. And if all men were liars, God would still be true. I have seen the solidarity and support from other ethnic groups and from the church, and yes, Caucasian brothers and sisters, to those who treasure the value God has given mankind as his image bearers. We of the black community, we see you and we're happy that you mourn with us. We're happy that you fight with us. But the civil unrest that you see is because we collectively have been asking, asking for so long, but our voices have not been heard. Martin Luther King Jr. puts it well. He says, rioting is a language of the unheard. Some have unfortunately used this to justify retaliation and violence. Some have stated that true change has only occurred with riots. And it's sobering to see in history that this is not completely unfounded. But God has shown us a better way, a way of love. God isn't just glorified despite violence and wicked intentions and sin. He's actually glorified through it. See the example of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. See the cross is where where evil men and justice and love and mercy converge. And so as Christians, we must present a gospel-orientated position. We need to stand firm. Awareness is not even the starting line, it's action. And then perpetual obedience. Proverbs 31, 8-9 reads, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights, of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. I believe resources will be provided so that you can educate yourself. And I urge you to converse with the Lord as to how you can be a light among your, your friends, among your coworkers in your neighborhoods. You can sign petitions, you can email and call officials, you can donate to causes and you can read resources and so ultimately my prayer for all of you church family for all of us is from colossians 1 9 to 10 and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Thank you. You are loved.